Genre. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we review and reanimate the Zomrom-Com Shaun of the Dead, one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez. Hey, he's back. Back from he the shed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> welcome, Nick. We missed you. We we celebrated Christmas without you. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh well all right well joining us (laughs) joining us uh to wrap up this uh this christmas week um leading i guess into new year uh we've got we've got from cabin minute cast we have uh heidi and molly welcome ladies hey hey hello uh all right well today we are taking a bite out of minute 54 which begins with philip's final words and ends with Sean screaming, get out. <laughs> um, <laughs> which, uh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, so, so first off, um, yeah, we got to, we got to see a little bit of, uh, of, of Phil's sort of final words to Sean uh, in the last minute. Mm-hmm. And we're getting to see like the rest of that now. And, and Philip just sort of explaining uh, what he th- he how he felt how he saw his role in Sean's life as uh, not really a not really a father replacement but more as like he he was he's basically explaining that he you know you needed an enemy <laughs> and <laughs> um, an enemy to sort of motivate you into being an adult and I thought that could be me and uh, how kind of poignant and. Uh, uh, heartbreaking that is, and it's uh, it's a it's a it's a rough moment. I think in this moment in this movie, it's it's uh, definitely you know I I I think I talked about this um, earlier. There's there's kind of three big dramatic heartbreaking moments in this movie, and this is the first of the three. Uh, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. This, this is sort of the first time where this movie pauses and is like no but also this is a real movie it's not just a parody mm-hmm. uh and it's uh it's it's heartbreaking it's tough it's a tough it's a tough thing to see and and um i think simon Pegg is just acting the hell out of this i mean bill nye also obviously um but uh but but you know i i think simon Pegg's performance here is just uh there's so much going on so quickly Mm-hmm. through Sean's expression that I'm just really impressed with uh, what, what Simon Pegg did with this moment. Yeah. You know, it, it, it there's something to be said for, for just how the, how the, even more than halfway through the movie, it's still reinventing itself or like revealing new angles to itself. Like, Hey, we're also, it's also going to be this kind of movie. Like we're also going to deal with this. Like it, it, it's yeah, it, it's it's surprising. I think for uh, 
a lot of reasons. And I think the way that it still juxtaposes itself with like comedic moments and it, it just in this minute alone are, are, are really interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, um, you know, I, I just rewatched the whole movie just to kind of, you know, refresh myself for, and to enjoy watching it and to refresh myself to, to, you know, be a guest and to, to further enjoy listening to your podcast and kind of remember all these little beats. And then, and then right when I finished, I got the minutes from you guys and I was like, oh, dang, <laughs> you're like <laughs> plopping us in right here in some really, yeah, real poignant little intimate moment. And it's like they're because they're so close to each other, too, like they're the, how close their faces are with each other. Um, it's like mm -hmm. this forced they're yes, within a yeah. few minutes, they're forced to wrap up their whole relationship just before he takes off mm -hmm. into, you know, zombie land. And it, it's, and the music mm -hmm. is really nice and different right here. I'm not sure what the minute, you know, the minute was before this, but at least right here, it's a very soft and um, different than what it's going to be in next minute, you know, mm -hmm. where it's going to really change um, up. So that was one thing I was noticing, but yeah, definitely both of their, they're both, acting the hell out of this and and it, it it made me think a little bit just about other other zombie movies too and how you know most most of them do have these little moments but they're just with different people you know but that there are these little moments of reality even if there are funny things like in return of the living dead or even if there are you know just crazy horror things like uh dawn of the dead and things like that there's there are these moments of of uh, seriousness that kind of bring it all down to reality. I definitely agree. It's great performances from both of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that this is that really big moment in the movie where Sean has to kind of put his big boy pants on and lead. And this is, you know, like you guys were saying, not only the retrospective about a 17 year relationship that's been super rocky, that's now coming to a close in this like big, emotional revelation between stepfather and son but also the impetus behind i believe that you can carry this like i believe that you can be this person who can be heroic and can be adulty and take charge and you know his death is really on the backs of his ability sean's ability to stand up and and carry the rest of the movie the, the forced intimacy of this movie and like it, it it feels a little desperate it's like look i didn't i wasn't planning on having this conversation a hundred percent like mm. right now but like what are we gonna do right well yeah i mean they're, they're so they're so cramped in this in yeah, this jaguar yeah, like, it's like, just like zero it's... chance that dave and die don't hear all of this yeah right <laughs> it's it's literally just i mean the absolute worst circumstances i mean there's no good circumstances for this Mm -hmm. uh, this to happen. Um, but it is the worst circumstances. I mean, he just, I, he just, you know, kind of cramped against the door and he knows that he's, he's almost gone and he just wants to get this out. That, that beat of Bill Nye saying there's a good boy and then dying. dying. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. It, it's the kind of moment that, um, Reminds me a lot of the kinds of uh, deaths that you would see uh, in a Whedon thing. Mm. Um, it has that sort of bittersweet quality to it. 
that that you're like, oh no, like you just like, no, right. no 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 don't not 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 now not like this. Um, uh, it it definitely has that sort of uh, element to it, um, and it's uh, yeah, it's it's heartbreaking. You just seeing the the tears streaming down Sean's face because he finally understands this guy uh, when he's never been able to before. It's um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a really good moment. And then it is immediately undercut by Ed being an asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I think what's so interesting about the, I, I, I think the way the, the movie uses Ed in this minute of the movie is very interesting because it's, it's really, it, it, it's letting Ed's actions be shown in a new context. Mm-hmm. Which is like he's he's still in the version of this movie that's like a total like f- frat party sleepover movie where like actions don't have consequences and like you can just like kind of be like, yeah we still did this little party but Sean is in a very different movie where like people that he cares about are dying and like actions have consequences <laughs> and mm-hmm. you can't take stuff back right yeah it's, it made me think about. Um, listening to you guys in earlier minutes where you were talking about, you know, them getting drunk and being up all night and having the, leaving the front door open and having the roommate that's like, you know, get your shit together. Now is the time Mm -hmm. to get your shit together is that, um, Sean took it to heart, but Ed is still in party mode. And, and, and I, uh, this has not to do with this minute in particular, except for that, you know, Ed is continuing, like you said, to be that, that guy. But I've definitely had those roommates in that time in my twenties where, um, I think you guys were talking about like, wouldn't people be calling, you know, making noise complaints and stuff, but there were definitely like years and years of different combinations of roommates where I was either the, you know, the, the least together one or the most together or somewhere in between where um there was you know maybe somebody that you're going you're thinking like oh, maybe I should start acting a little bit more that like this person but ed definitely reminds me of a roommate i had where <laughs> he was still partying and i mean in this case this person you know was an alcoholic but they would make these decisions that you just couldn't believe they made, you know, and, and it would put your own safety at risk. And I think that's what's besides him being insensitive. It's like, he's putting everybody at risk. He's just, it looks like he's in a video game right now in the car, the way he's driving, Mm -hmm. right? Like Mm -hmm. how many monsters can I smash and how crazy can I drive? And Oh, I got the cool car. You know, it's totally like a, I feel like he's playing in his own first person driver. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it hasn't gotten real for him yet. And I and I don't know that it ever really does until it's <laughs> way too late for him. Uh, mm. And uh, and even then, even then, he doesn't. He sort of doesn't let it get to him. Well, uh, he he has so little. He, he has so few ties to this to this world, to right? Like, to this society. I mean, an, another thing that I think is really cool about this minute is um, the look of like self hate and like anger that ed shows when sean like snaps at him yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Well, that that actually that moment is really interesting because uh, the thing about that moment when Sean's sort of punching, it looks like the back of the seat. Mm -hmm. um, Well, he misses uh, and actually he actually hits Nick Frost in the shoulder uh, and and Nick Frost's shoulder has never been the same since. Mm. Oh, Um, no. Yeah. Like he really hurt Nick Frost's shoulder bad. Uh, and that in and they used that shot uh, because of how quickly his sort of face drops um, <laughs> in that way. And that's that is uh, that's real pain, uh, real physical pain wow. on, oh, uh, on, on, on Nick Frost's face there uh, because, uh, yeah, Simon Pegg just punched him in the shoulder uh, like as hard as he possibly could because he thought he was punching the chair. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad he he seemed to have he seems to have recovered. I mean, he's a very physical performer still. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but it is uh, it is a good moment. Like in the context of the movie, it is a it is a very you know kind of powerful moment of the one guy left in Ed's life who doesn't give him shit for being his Ed self uh, is giving him shit, and he's just like, now I don't have anybody. Like he just like, oh, no, no one, no one likes me for me now. Like I thought I had Sean. Now I don't even have him. Yeah. It, 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 it's kind of a shade. It's Ed. It, it's Ed's way of feeling something that Sean has felt all through this movie, which is like a little bit of shame or like inadequacy. Like, whoa, wait, am I, right. am I not? You know, he, he, he's a character that exists so confidently that it, it it's a, it's a interesting moment of, uh, I don't know regret mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah because ed doesn't see a problem and that's why people keep bringing things up to him he doesn't see a problem with crashing on the couch he doesn't see a problem with not contributing to the house that he's living in he doesn't see a problem with not working he's pretty happy with how things are he's happy to go to the pub at the end of the day and hang out with his friend and play video games and he's cool with all of it and mm-hmm. he's getting a lot of flack from the other people in his space that Mm -hmm. it's, it's time to, it's time to grow up, you know, it's time to take responsibility and and not like a, you know, big way, but just self-care kind of a way. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just giving a shit. Yeah. And it's, it's also um, what I like about this is because we were just in that conversation with uh, Sean and, and Phil we are with Sean emotionally. And so when Ed is doing these things that earlier in the movie, I mean, literally three minutes ago, we were laughing at. (laughs) Now we are just as annoyed by them as everyone else in the car. Mm, Right. Um, And I think that that is, that is how that is executed here. I just, I, I, it's masterfully done. Yeah. And and it's just, you know, it's a, it's a brave thing to do in your comedy, which is to show your kind of goofy character with, with, with the lights on, so to speak. You know, like, hey, you know, it, it isn't always fun times. Yeah, yeah the, the speed of transition here is very impressive, too, because you're only talking about two minutes. So you're talking about this minute beforehand and then this minute being the bulk of that transition. And that's fast to me. To get yeah. all of that emotion out and transition to, uh, you know, the end of this gets a little bit comedic at the end, 
but it it transitions so quickly it's very impressive <laughs> yeah it manages to all feel all of the you know it's like the humor and the drama and even like the scares when there are scares they're all coming from a common well mm-hmm. which is like who are these characters and how would they react to like a zombie movie that i i i think is like kind of maybe that's the equation as to why all of this works as well as it does whereas so many other zombie comedies that you know don't even make it out of like the the underground of like netflix or hulu (laughs) that's kind of what separates those from from that Mm -hmm. this uh this moment with barbara is um maybe my favorite barbara moment in the whole movie (laughs) of <laughs> of, of Sean saying that Phil's gone and they're going, oh, where's he gone? Where's he gone? It's my absolute favorite. Because <laughs> she's like, she's kind of angry. Like, like what? He just left? <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, it's just it's just a beautiful moment of obliviousness. Yeah, and just the um, car is so cramped, like there's no way yeah. any everyone is so aware of everyone else physically. Yeah. Uh, I don't think yeah, I ever definitely noticed. feel for oh, no, Sean, you know, just feeling like people aren't seeing what nobody is seeing what's happening but him at this moment. Everybody's clueless. Yeah. And then that and that's just so frustrating because you feel so alone i mean talk about being alone but surrounded you know at the same time mm. right mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and then we get zombie phil uh, <laughs> <laughs> which <laughs> uh is another that's another great uh just a great sort of joke reveal of um you know we were just in this sad moment and <clears throat> rather than making zombie phil like, yeah, the, it definitely raises the stakes when they realize they're in a car with a zombie. But the way that they play it is off a joke. And it just, it, I, it, it's just incredible how many emotions we go through in this one <laughs> minute. Um, it's it's insane. Uh, and just the, the idea of, you know, the, he's dead. No, he's not. And then <laughs> they look and, well... He's sort of not dead. Yeah, and and it, it kind of it comes. It's so ridiculous that it it comes all the way back around to almost feeling more realistic than a lot of dramas do. Because like you know, death is hand in hand with like weird kind of black comedy in our lives, where mm-hmm. where like we can't help but like kind of st- taking a step back and seeing the situation. And being like, wow, if this didn't hurt so much, it, it might be kind of funny. Like it, you can. It, it feels relatable in that moment, even though it's it's something that's impossible, which is the dead returning to Earth because hell is too full. Mm. <laughs> right. Uh, so, do uh, either of you remember seeing this movie for the first time and what you thought of it? Yeah, you know, I remember seeing it and just loving it immediately. Uh, and just finding it so refreshing. And and I might be wrong on this, but I feel like contextually, I know that we went through this whole uh, wave of zombie movies and TV that all kind of came out right around the same time. There was a lot of graphic design with zombies on T-shirts. But mm-hmm. I just feel like this was at the top of the wave or the beginning of the wave. And it was really just so evidently better than anything else that was coming out. Um, with its complexity and its humor. And and there's such a a good, rich story here. And just the physical humor is amazing. And also, I think the backdrop, I think for me, age-wise, 
trying to figure out how to be an adult and a responsible adult coincided with where these guys were to a mm-hmm. great degree. So I felt like it was speaking to me in a, in a generational sort of mm. sense. And so I think that had some poignancy to me too. And I really appreciate that as a backdrop. So um, also what's kind of cool is that I lived in London and I lived near Finsbury Park. And so there's like the feel of the locations of where I used to live. And that was very reminiscent. That has a little bit of sentimental value to me. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that it came out and I remember thinking it looked really funny and I'm definitely a big fan of the, you know, I, I love zombie movies, but I also love parodies. I mean, I did spinal tap minute and then, right. Um, which seeing the cricket bat so much was giving me a good chuckle, um, as a tie into that. (laughs) But, uh, and I just, I loved, um, I knew, I like movies like this where I go, oh, there's going to be a lot of little homages to things and I don't have to check everyone or notice everyone. I just get to let it all kind of wash over me because I know I'm going to see this multiple times. Like it's an instant classic. Mm-hmm. I'm watching something that from now on is going to be part of a regular rotation. So, you know. We're coming to get you, Barbara. And it's like, ah, you know, <laughs> just enjoying these little things popping up or, you know, right in the beginning, just kind of going, oh, OK, so it looks like he kind of looks like a zombie as he's maybe getting his first cup of coffee or or I guess it's technically before he goes to get his soda, you know, just that, oh, OK, his his life. It's kind of like everybody's going to work, but they're all kind of like zombies, people walking down the street, doing the regular routine. You know, it was just it was really enjoyable to just watch it unfold and then have so many chuckles and then to have this uh cornetto trilogy play out it was really fun to then go and go oh now every few years we're gonna see these this uh, a similar combination of this ensemble but everybody gets to grow and and add on to it and uh so it's yeah i'm i'm down for the whole thing (laughs) (laughs) as are we yeah. <laughs> I should hope so. <laughs> Whether we want to or not. <laughs> uh, oh, of course we do. Of course we do. Um, but uh, yeah. All right. Well, great. And uh, we'll have uh, more to talk about uh, in tomorrow's minute. In the meantime, uh, why don't you tell people about uh, where they can find in case in case they can't put it together by the title. Um, tell people about <laughs> Cabin Minute Cast. So yeah, Cabin Minute Cast, we are doing a minute, movies by minutes podcast about the cabin in the woods. So there's another one playing with, with genre and uh, having uh, poignant moments and scary moments and <laughs> um, stuff like that. Anything you want to add to that, Molly? Mm, no, it's it, it's been really quite fun. Uh, I think it's been more of a, a liberal arts tour to force for me in, in cutting down the movie and looking at all the, the genre plays in it and uh, the how female characters are treated in it. Some of that is uh, politically relevant to the movie and some of it's just the times that we're living in right now to be that's interesting. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's a Whedon jam and uh, we're both big Whedon fans. And so I think if one is a Whedon fan, then they will also enjoy the movies by minute of which we are working on right now. 
Yeah, and you can find it at find us at cabinminutecast.com and um, all of our socials are cabinminutecast too. All right. And uh, you can also uh, find uh, them and us and all of the rest of our community at moviesbyminutes.com. Um, so just, you know, go there, scroll through it, see if there's some movies that you want to go check out the podcast about. Because uh, there's like 70 or 80 of us now. Um, there's a lot. Uh, so <laughs> go, go check out that website and uh, check out everybody's shows. And we will be back. Uh, tomorrow with Minute 55. Bye. Bye.